Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Sergio Nunez, who is Managing Director, America's Center of Excellence at Geotis. And today we're going to talk about the evolution from control tower to center of excellence. Now, control tower and center of excellence are two terms that we hear a lot about these days as companies trying to gain better visibility, control, and performance from their supply chains, which are, of course, becoming more you know, complex and, and dynamic every day. But what do these terms mean and, and how do they relate to one another? Um, you know, what defines a successful uh, uh, center of excellence? Uh, does it go beyond, you know, technology? And, and how are companies uh, achieving business value from a center of excellence? Well, those are some of the questions we're going to discuss in today's episode. And uh, it's great to have Sergio with us to share his insights and advice and perspective on this topic. Uh, so Sergio, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Adrian. Thank you for having me. Great invitation, and it's great to talk in your program, too. Thank you for the invite. Well, great. Well, thank you for, for making the time. And uh, Sergio, you know, we, we've had some of your colleagues there at Geotis on, on Talking Logistics in the past. Uh, you're a first-time guest. So, you know, before we dive into this topic of, you know, control tower and center of excellence, I, I'm always curious how people get involved with, with the industry to begin with. So why don't you briefly tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your career path, you know, how and why you got involved with supply chain logistics and what your current role and responsibilities are there at Geodis? Good. Well, uh, I'm an industrial engineer, graduated from the Universidad Panamericana in Mexico City. After graduation, uh, I studied finance uh, in the same university a couple of years. Then a supply chain diploma from Tecnológico de Monterrey, one of the top universities in Mexico. And after that, I joined IBM in 2001 in the supply chain. I was in different areas of the supply chain, in customer fulfillment, managing order, order management. Uh, after that, moved to procurement and finishing in logistics by accident. At some point, it was part of the engineering team, but uh, we merged at that point the supply chain for spare part logistics and the engineering team, and I finished it. But after that, it's a great experience being in logistics for more than 12 years. I joined Geodis in, back in 2009, so now 10 years now in Geodis, being the country manager for Mexico, then business development director for the America region, had the opportunity to lead also the Latin America region, Mexico to Brazil, all the Latin America countries, and now I'm leading the America Center of Excellence for the supply chain optimization line of business for the America. So that's quick background of my story in, in logistics. Wow, great, great background. Uh, you know, uh, industrial engineer, I'm a material science engineer. So it's funny that we have two engineers talking about supply chain <laughs> and logistics. So it's kind of crazy how, you know, we, we, uh, we end up, uh, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of engineers end up in this industry for, for yeah. a lot of good reasons, um, but certainly an, an exciting and, and fast changing industry, which is why, you know, control towers and centers of excellence is something that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, so, so let's start with a very basic, you know, question. I mean, what is, you know, the difference between a control tower and a center of excellence? I mean, are, are the two related in any way? Well, yes, I think both uh, are providing end-to-end visibility through the supply chain process and in business event, providing dashboard reporting. So that we could find in both areas, in a center of excellence or any control tower. But I think the main difference is that 
in a center of excellence, we consolidate in one location many areas of the supply chain, not only a control tower to provide visibility, but also, for example, here in Guadalajara, Mexico, we have procurement experts, we have finance experts that manage the order to cash process with the carriers, with suppliers, and also with the customers. Also a group of engineers now to make the analytics of all the data that you collect from the control tower systems or from the supply chain that also make network design projects, IT, have people that could develop applications to support the supply chain needs. So all that areas together are sitting here in the center of excellence and with that is make very easy to the clients to do business you know, because in one location you have everything consolidated. Yeah, so it sounds like, you know, control tower is, is, is a subset of, you know, center of excellence, right? So the control tower aspect is, is one dimension, but you're wrapping around it all these other, uh, you know, capabilities and functions and people around it to provide kind of a, a broader, uh, you know, value proposition or a broader set of, of services, right? Right, you're right. So, so, I mean, a lot of times when, when people, you know, talk about supply chain control towers, I mean, they focus on the technology side of it, right? You know, the visibility, the dashboards and, and, and so forth. I mean, is technology what's driving the evolution from control tower to, to center of excellence or, you know, what, what's driving it? Well, uh, technology obviously is a key part of the center of excellence. But I cannot imagine a center of excellence without top on the of top technology with great tools to, to manage the data, to capture data and structure it. But at the end, the people is the one that provide that customer feeling or that customer understanding of that data, for example. That is the people that participate in the client meetings, understand the production planning, understand the customer process. What is the final client or the client of our client need to really deliver the extra mile, to really deliver that value that you could not find only with the technology. So for me, people is what's driving the evolution from a control tower to a center of Also, for example, a part of people is our main asset that we have here in the center of excellence in Mexico. We want to create an employee experience. So really develop the skills because normally you go out of the schools and you have the skills on logistics or in trade compliance or external commerce, a specific business uh, knowledge. But now you have to mix that knowledge with the technology skills or with the analytic skills that put together the value to the client. So it's not only enough right now that you have the logistics background, but also you need also to have that technology skill. So we here in GOD develop the programs to, we have logistics experts to, hey guys, let's move forward to understand the analytics, let's move forward to understand the technology to produce the value that the client needs. So with that, as I said before, really the evolution and the key driver for the ease evolution is the people. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, we, we talk a lot in the industry today about, um, you know, automation, right? Whether it's robots in the warehouse or machine learning and, and AI and, you know, and, and actually one, one of the surveys that we just did this week with our Indago research community 
was about, you know, do you see computers and robots taking over some supply chain logistics jobs or which supply chain logistics jobs are most at risk, you know, from, from being replaced by robots and computers? And I, I think, you know, um, certainly that's going to happen in some respects, but I think this will always be a people business, right? Because I think you, it's a relationship business and there are things that computers can do well and robots can do well, but there are things that at the end of the day, you know, you need that business experience. You need to understand the relationships that have to take place between, you know, yourself as a, as a partner with a customer and their customers and the buying organizations and the logistics service providers and so forth. So, so I think you're right. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of times we focus too much on the technology and kind of the, 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 the sexy things that are down, you know, heading in the future here, but you, you can't overlook the importance of people, right? Yeah, yeah totally right. So, so building upon kind of the, the, the role and importance of people, I mean, what defines ultimately a successful center of excellence? I mean, what, what should, you know, customers look for or expect from a, a, custom, a, a center of excellence uh, partner? Well, uh, for me, the success of a center of excellence is only if your client succeeds. So that's key. So because you are part or you are part of that supply chain of the customer, you are the supply chain of the customer in some time. So if your client succeeds, the center of excellence succeeds. And how we can do that is through the people, as I mentioned. So we have to have the, the perfect balance between the process, the tools of technology, and the people inside your center of excellence. And the people is the one that leads that harmony and that perfect balance through process. Because people, as I mentioned, they understand what's going on with the client, translate or set up with your rules for the systems, and establish the necessary process to fulfill the delivery of goods or whatever the supply chain takes place. That knowledge that the people acquire, so the, the customer could expect that we can solve or anticipate any logistic constraints, uh, understand what is critical. For example, you have a critical project or something that you have to put special attention, uh, provide regular status, have the visibility what's every milestone. That relationship and that interaction could be through dashboards, through a report, or some clients like to have an email, hey, don't worry, everything is all right, it's going forward, or also, hey, we have an issue, have a problem, but don't worry, we will solve like this, this is alternative A, B, whatever the people can work uh, to make a center of access successful and the client success. But in general, the main difference, some of these things can be done through a control tower too. So what the specific value that the center of excellence could bring to you is after you have all your classic things of the supply chain, delivery, customs clearance, etc. We take the time to analyze what's happened over the last time, over the last year, what's happening in the supply chain, and provide the solutions to optimize your supply chain. That could be in cost reductions from your from your logistics costs, inventory optimizations, reducing the cycle time that you can collect cash faster from your clients, or whatever potential solution that helps you to improve your overall performance. That's for me the main difference that we do different for the control towers. 
You know, those, those are great examples. I, I love what you said, you know, early on where you talk about, you know, success is the fact that, you know, if, if your client is successful from a supply chain standpoint, your success, you know, the center of excellence is successful because the two are, you know, kind of intertwined in many, many cases. You know, I think when I've talked to, to customers around this topic, you know, that there's got to be a strong alignment of culture and the strong commitment to driving continuous improvement. And I think that's where, you know, really the, the cultures of the two organizations really come together. So I think that's related to the people aspect of it that we, we talked about, right? So if the people have the same, you know, uh, motivations, the same uh, values and the same kind of, uh, you know, culture, if you will, uh, in terms of and have some alignment in terms of the goals and objectives, I think that's where you ultimately, you know, see the success in this area. Yep. So, um, you, you know, you, you, at the end there, you kind of shared some, 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 you know, examples. I mean, but can you share some other examples perhaps of, of how a center of excellence delivers business value? Well, I came to my mind a recent case with a, a client who was in second quarter, end of second quarter, that they, the client was struggling because they recently changed the ERP. So he moved from local traditional ERP to SAP. So that raised some problems within the visibility, the data, and how they were managing the orders inside the supply chain. So they had to deliver a special project from steel poles manufacturing in Mexico to deliver in 30 different locations within the USA. So the cycle time need to fulfill that was less than 30 days. But they have in the backlog uh, still sitting in the border or not being produced or order mixes uh, between each other for more than 20 days already in the process and we're far away to fulfill the, the required day. So the, the client Golo say, can you take end-to-end this project and manage from the shipping preparation on the manufacturing, outside the manufacturing line until you collect the POD because I have to collect the cash from my client with the POD, we say yes. So we start, we spend a week in the manufacturing line, a couple of days in, in Nuevo Laredo when we cross the border to, to there to understand what were, what were the main issues in the supply chain. And in less than three weeks, we help them with this support documentation. We help it to organize the orders and move it Two specific trucks per order in order to make it easy to deliver, uh, provide dashboards and milestones visibility to, to where each order were in the, in the logistics process until we deliver it perfectly to the to the final destination and bring back the POD in order that they can collect the cash. So it was a uh, three to four weeks of tough work from the team here, but the client was very happy because it was one of the biggest projects of the year for the client. That's a great, that's a great example. And I think, you know, I think the, the process that you took in terms of really, you know, walking through, if you will, the end-to-end -end process, right? Seeing it with your own eyes uh, in terms of how the process is currently being run, where the bottlenecks are, you know, all the different process steps kind of gave you that understanding um, that, that would enable you then to be able to, you know, take that, take that process and, and, you know, help, you know, to execute on it. And I think ultimately, I think, as you mentioned earlier, I think one of the key things that you said about a, a center of excellence is that it's not only about, okay, getting the job done now, 
but then it's trying to understand later in time, looking at all the data, looking at all the information, is how can you you can perhaps improve upon this process, right? Yep. So, so you know, uh, Sergio, we're, we're kind of running a little bit short on time here, so I'm just going to, you know, wrap up, uh, you know, with my, my last question here. I mean, what, what questions should, you know, companies ask themselves to, to assess if taking a, you know, center of excellence approach or strategy is the right path forward, you know, for them? And, and how do they get started? I mean, what's, what's the first step? Well, it starts uh, from the classic questions about the lack of information or visibility of your supply chain. Or maybe if you have all over the place, uh, you have to analyze what happened over the last year and you don't know where to start. So that's one of the main questions that everybody asks, how to put everything together in one location, in one system, to really have the correct visibility to take action and decisions. But this is not the only question. So for example, some of the clients have for a lot of suppliers or vendors relationships or some of them are very, very complicated. That they lose a lot of time distracted from their core business. So we also help the, the clients to manage the supplier relationships. Or if you are looking to do something different to reduce your logistics costs, to manage your inventory different, or reduce the cycle time, as in the example that I shared to you before, that also brings the opportunity to think about how to approach a center of excellence. Also, having the experience to be in Latin America, you know that it's not an easy region to do business, mainly if you are an European or an American company. Also, we can help as we manage in one location the whole region to approach a center of excellence to start doing business and establish your supply chain footprint in that kind of region. So all of that are examples of questions that could lead a client to think about to a center of excellence approach. No, those are great. Those are great points. And I think the last point you brought there in terms of, you know, working in Latin America, I mean, in, you know, tying it back to what we talked about earlier too, with the people aspect of it, you know, particularly if, if, you know, one question is, Hey, do we have the underground expertise and knowledge in Latin America, for example, um, and if the answer is no, then that makes sense. You know, if you're trying to enter or grow your Latin American operations, you know, that might be an area where the people come back into it because having people that understand the underground realities and constraints and challenges and how to get stuff done at the end of the day, you know, is, is very important. Uh, you know, if, if part of your strategy is to grow and expand your, your operations in, the, in that part of the world and you really don't have the internal resources and capabilities to do so. Um, well, said here, as I always say at the end of all our episodes, you know, we always just manage to scratch the surface on, on the topics we talk about. But yeah, I think you provided some great insights and perspective and advice on, you know, you know, the migration from control towers to center of excellence. So, again, thank you very much for making the time to be with us today. No, oh, thank you, Adrian. And at some point, if you are stopped by in Guadalajara, you are very welcome to visit us in the center of excellence or you can contact me one of your audience who want to go deep dive in the center of excellence concept. So thank you very much for the time. Great. Well, well thank you, Sergio. Yeah, and I'll, I'll certainly take the opportunity. Uh, I'll be able to, you know, poder practicar mi español cuando vaya para allá y visitar con ustedes. I'll be able to practice my, my Spanish when I, uh, you know, visit with you guys. Uh, but again, thank you for making the time. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, either at the Geodis website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Sergio, you can post it there, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. 
Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day. Thank you.